All the earth shall bow down before you, O God, and shall sing to you, shall sing to your name, O Most High. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So we begin our celebration today. Let's just prepare ourselves to meet our God in word and sacrament. Take a moment of quiet reflection, looking back at our daily lives. Look for those moments of grace and give God thanks for his gift. Recognizing two moments of our own sin, we seek forgiveness from our Heavenly Father. Lord Jesus, you came to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you came to call sinners to redemption. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you plead for us at the right hand of your Father. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Be seated, listen to the word of God. reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love you have demonstrated for his name by having served and continuing to serve the Holy Ones. We earnestly desire each of you to demonstrate the same eagerness for the fulfillment of hope until the end so that you may not become sluggish but imitators of those who, through faith and patience, are inheriting the promises. When God made the promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself and said, I will indeed bless you and multiply you. And so after patiently waiting, Abraham obtained the promise. Now men swear by someone greater than themselves. For them an oath serves as a guarantee and puts an end to all argument. So when God wanted to give the heirs of his promise an even clearer demonstration of the immutability of his purpose, he intervened with an oath so that by two immutable things, in which it wasn't possible for God to lie. We who have taken refuge might be strongly encouraged to hold fast to the hope that lies before us. This we have as an anchor of the soul, sure and firm, which reaches into the interior behind the veil, where Jesus has entered on our behalf as forerunner becoming high priests forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The word of the Lord. Jesus. And the response to the psalm is, the Lord will remember his covenant forever. The Lord will remember his covenant forever. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart in the company and assembly of the just. 
greater the works of the Lord, exquisite in all their delights. The Lord, Lord will remember his covenant. He has won renown for his wondrous deeds. Gracious and merciful is the Lord. He has given food to those who fear him. He will forever be mindful of his covenant. So the Lord will remember his covenant forever. He has sent deliverance to his people. He has ratified his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. His praise endures forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Alleluia, alleluia. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our hearts that we may know what is the hope that belongs to our call. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. Alleluia. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Alleluia. As Jesus was passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples began to make a path while picking the heads of grain. At this, the Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions were hungry? How he went into the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of offering that only the priests could lawfully eat and shared it with his companions? Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That is why the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. In uh, the Thetidus, uh Plato quotes uh, Protagoras, uh, who, who is quoted as saying, uh, the measure of all things is man. And uh, it becomes kind of a, a literal uh, truth uh, as we look at things. Um, there's all kinds of restrictions about the Sabbath. Um, you are not allowed to travel more than about 3,000 feet, I guess 0.594 miles uh, from your home on the Sabbath, or at least from your city. Um, uh, it was, the actual measure was 2,000 cubits. And uh, as uh, Noah asked God in the, the person of Bill Cosby, uh, what's a cubit? Well, it's, Measuring from the middle, the top of your middle finger to your elbow. That's one cubit. Um, it works out the most people, and they figure it's, it's uh, considering the time it was a man's arm, um, figuring what the average was, it worked out to be about 18 inches. So a double cubit, that was a yard. Um, old English had a measurement 
uh, y n c h, which we changed the y to an i, an inch. That was the distance from the tip of your thumb to the first knuckle. And mine works out to be about one and a half inches. Um, I think this works out to be about 19 on mine, but it's about 18 was the official measure. And if you go from the center of your sternum to the tip of your finger extended, um, that was a yard. Uh, and you might think, you know, well, who uses those measurements? Well, go into a fabric store. Tell the lady you want to buy, I need three yards of this. What will she do in most cases? She'll take it and she'll grab it and pull it out like this because she can measure out half a yard at a time that way. Or if you bring it out this way, you get a full yard. What's a foot? One of those. Um, mine's actually 13 inches, but uh, uh, 12 uh, coming to be the standard thing. Um, and so people were limited as to what they could do on the Sabbath. Um, you couldn't travel uh, more than 2,000 cubits from the end of town to the outside. But how did they define the end of town? Well, it wasn't the wall of the city. Um, if a, there was a, a building within 70 and two-thirds cubits of another building, it was considered to be contiguous with it. So you could actually travel from one town to another if you had enough suburbs uh, where, where you never got beyond there was a 70 cubits or 105, 106 feet, something like that. Um, uh, all these things were governing, what do we do? How do we keep holy the Sabbath? Um, uh, started with the third commandment given to Moses on the mountain. Thou shalt keep holy the Sabbath. And then through Leviticus and Deuteronomy and some others, uh, there were additional explanations of what that meant. And then like our own legal system, people would take one thing and they'd, they'd come and they'd ask their rabbi or, or a scribe or a teacher, what well, says to do this? Well, what, what if this is the thing? So you ended up with thousands of these, these regulations. You can find 612 of them in scripture and thousands of them in the interpretation going along. Uh, some of the more entertaining one, um, you could not take a bath on the Sabbath. Because if you did, some of the water might splash onto the floor and that would be considered washing it and that would be work. That would be not keeping holy the Sabbath. Um, you couldn't drag a chair along because it might leave a crease. That could be like plowing, which would be work. Um, uh, you couldn't throw an object into the air with one hand and catch it with the other. That would be an uh, object of work, I guess, if you could juggle one hand, if you were allowed to do that. Um, you could eat nothing larger than an olive. So as you prepared your food, because you couldn't cook on the Sabbath either, it all had to be done before sundown on Friday. You had to cut it into pieces no bigger than, uh, than an olive. Uh, probably, you know, be useful to look for those big ones to get your measure. You could not carry any object that weighed more than a dried fig. But if you had something that weighed only half as much uh, as a fig, you could carry two of them. Um, uh, nothing could be bought or sold. Um, a woman could not look into a looking glass because she might see a gray hair and be tempted to pull it out. And that would be doing work. These are things. A, a Jewish tailor could not carry a needle lest he be tempted to mend a torn garment. 
Um, you know, there's that temptation to see somebody's got to fix it. Um, and all of these things were interpretations given by uh, by rabbis and teachers and, and handed down from person to person and generation to generation. Um, especially strict from the time of the Maccabees forward on it. Um, uh, but what, what was actually said in, in scripture was keeping holy the Sabbath meant not working. And work was not just defined in scripture as being any kind of physical exertion, but it was rather doing something that would earn you a livelihood. Um, so there were things that, uh, you know, among these things that the, the, the Pharisees were teaching and the rabbis were teaching and whatnot, uh, really shouldn't have been considered. Um, and that's what, you know, what Jesus is getting to here. These guys are walking through the field. Um, and that's the way you got places. You, you followed a path that went through something there. There weren't a lot of paved roads uh, yet at that point. And as you're going along the field, um, you, were, you could see stuff you could pick it and, and eat it. Now, we might think, well, that's kind of rude. Um, you know, well, the farmer gets this. And yet, um, that was part of Jewish law, that uh, someone who was hungry was always entitled to pick something and eat it. And that's what Jesus is challenging them on. Um, uh, and that's where he gives them, you know, a, a prominent example one they'd be hard pressed to argue with. King David, uh, when he and his men were uh, fleeing uh, King Saul and his army before David was king, um, uh, came upon the, the, the temple uh, and they were hungry. And they went to the priest and said, we need something to eat, we're hungry. Uh, and the priest said, we don't have anything here except the shoebread. Um, true bread were, uh, was consecrated bread. Um, uh, they would be baked, uh, 12 loaves would be baked on the Sabbath. The only kind of cooking that was allowed to be done on the Sabbath was the priest would bake 12 loaves of bread, one for each of the tribes, and they would sit there in the Holy of Holies for a week. And the next Sabbath, the, the priests would consume that and bake a fresh 12 loaves and put them out there. David forced the priest to give them to he and his men, him and his men to, to eat um, because they were hungry. And that became kind of a general thing that uh, taking something because you're hungry is not work. It's, it's just sustenance. Um, and, uh, and so there's, uh, you know, Jesus comes to them and he points out, where did this idea of the Sabbath come from? Well, it starts in Genesis and it's brought to its fullness in, in Exodus um, uh, because it, it points back to creation. Uh, after six days, after Adam and Eve, God's work of creation was completed. Um, not that things stopped happening. He had, his job was to set things in motion. Greeks understood this beautifully. I mean, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, I spoke of the unmoved mover. What was the one true God, the one who set things in motion. That's what, the, uh, what, it, what it was, is to get things moving. And so everything has been set in motion. He looked at what he'd done and saw that it was very good. It says, and then he rested on the seventh day and he enjoyed that. Um, uh, keep in mind, he had done all of his work and he rested. He didn't stop work on the seventh day 
because he was not allowed to continue creating. Uh, he created the Sabbath, the seventh day, as a time for him to just relax and contemplate things. And he enjoyed it so much, he gave that to Adam and Eve, and then gave it again to Moses in the Ten Commandments. This is a day for you to enjoy and think of me. Um, uh, it was an important thing, the symbol to, to the Israelites fleeing Egypt, um, because for several centuries, they didn't have a day off. They were slaves. They worked seven days a week. This was this commandment was a real change in their status. You no longer are working for someone else. What you do is for yourself and for God, and God gives you a day for yourself. Um, and uh, and that's what Jesus is trying to get across to them. I'm continuing the message we had yesterday. Uh, it's not that the law is unimportant. Um, the law is important is that it helps us to find Jesus. And if, if we, we look to Jesus, um, we find everything. Um, and uh, rules and regulations uh, pale in comparison. You, know, you think of the mother telling her child, don't throw your coat there, pick it up and hang it up. Well, he wasn't allowed to do that on the Sabbath. Um, that would be work, as they saw it. So what did his mother have him do? He put the coat on, walked across to the hook, and took it off and hung it up. He didn't do, do any work. He was just wearing clothes. Um, uh, you know, we get, can get so involved in the minutia of legalistic details that we miss the big picture. And that big picture is Jesus. And that's what we look for. Let's gather our prayers and bring them before our God. Begin with a prayer for peace in our world. As that God send his spirit of peace to the minds and hearts of all men and women. For this we pray to the Lord. We pray for the church. Praying gratitude for God's word and God's sacraments. Praying gratitude for God's generosity. We pray to the Lord. We pray for our nation, especially at this time of transition and governance, that God will bless those who are burdened with those responsibilities with his grace. We pray to the Lord. Pray for our own ministry of education, the ministry begun by Jesus, who calls himself a teacher. We pray to the Lord. Pray for the sick in our community, especially uh, those stricken with the, the coronavirus. Um, ask that God uh, bring them uh, a sure and swift recovery. We pray to the Lord. What are your intentions? Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. 
And God, we come before you bringing you our hopes and desires. These few we've given voice. Others we hold silently in our hearts, but all of them offer to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our brother and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. It is the gift of the earth, the work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. It is the fruit of the vine, the work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Wash me, Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, my sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, Almighty Father. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, that we may participate worthily in these mysteries. For whenever the memorial of this sacrifice is celebrated, the work of our redemption is accomplished. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, mighty and eternal God. For just as through your beloved Son you created the human race, so also through him with great goodness you formed it anew. And so it is right that all your creatures serve you, and all the redeemed praise you, and all your saints with one heart bless you. Therefore we too extol you with all the angels, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, and in earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord, Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, nothing willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, once up was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, Bishop Walter, our administrator, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who've fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your faith. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her husband, your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Clair, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs of eternal life. And they praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. The Savior's command informed by divine teaching, let us raise our voices in the prayer that Jesus himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day. By the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord. May the body and blood of Christ keep us safe for eternal life.
We have come to know and to believe in the love that God has for us. Let us pray. Pour on us, O Lord, the spirit of your love, and in your kindness make those you have nourished by this one heavenly bread, one in mind and heart. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thank you. To God. Thank you.